0: The comments, views, and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of Point72 Academy. All information provided herein is for informational purposes only, is not investment advice, and should not be deemed as a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product. Any such offer or solicitation may only be made by means of delivery of an approved confidential offering memorandum. This podcast may not be copied and it may not be distributed or furnished to or used by anyone other than the intended recipient without the express written consent of Point 0.72. This episode we want to bring you a conversation with Stephen A. Cohen, founder, chairman, CEO, and president of our firm. He joined us in the fall of 2021 as part of our first season to talk about how his career began, what it's like to work at our firm, and why we invest so much in training the next generation of talent. You'll hear from Steve again this season, but we thought this was a great opportunity to introduce you to the person who sets the tone for so much of what we do. Enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're thrilled to have you. So where did your passion for investing first start?
1: I mean, I was looking at the newspaper when I was 11 or 12, and that sports page would be at the back, and then the stock exchange listings would be right behind it and I didn't like math and so I'd, I'd start just go past the sports page and start looking at stock prices mm-hmm. and uh, started noticing they were moving every day and I would watch them and I think my grandmother used to talk about a couple couple stocks that she owned and uh, so I'd watch those and then I used to sit at a local brokerage firm when I was thirteen fourteen. And I used to have like these theater seats in the front. Mm -hmm. I used to sit there all day when I could. And I just loved watching the stocks move and change. And that was sort of the genesis of how I got involved.
0: So you have spent a long time looking at the, the chaos of the market, seeing these patterns, seeing the opportunities. How do you connect those dots?
1: Well, I think in retrospect, you know, watching all that stuff, I mean, it's really pattern recognition. That's really what I'm doing. I mean, connecting the dots is really like your brain kind of saying, I've seen this before. I know what this looks like, right? And just kind of Mm -hmm. figuring out inputs and trying to come up with uh, some sort of reasoning why something you see makes sense. Just kind of putting it all together and trying to make an investment decision.
0: So we've heard a lot about how investing requires constant learning and development. You've been at this a while. What are you still learning and working on?
1: Well, this game is always about learning new things because it's always changing. I mean, new industries pop up, government policies change. We're talking about inflation today. When I first started, we were talking about inflation. Mm-hmm. And then for 20, 30 years or longer, we were talking about deflation. And now we're back to talking inflation again. So it's a full circle. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of our people who work for me today have never had to think about the possibility of inflation so the game is constantly changing the world's changing innovation is never ending industries are coming and going industries are being disrupted new industries are forming so if you want to be an investor with a vast knowledge across many different areas you got to you got to keep up what's going on
0: and you're making all of these decisions with incomplete information And how are you doing that? And how do you you train that ability and and that intuition that you need?
1: You're never going to get complete information. It's not possible. So what you got to do is you've got to figure out how to make decisions with the best information that you can put together. You're never going to know everything. And so it's a skill you have to train and then get confidence in that you can do it. And that's really what PMs and analysts do. You make earnings predictions based on models, but those models can be wrong. So you make your best prediction you can, all the inputs that you hope you can put into that model, but you don't have every input. You don't know everything. And so that's just part of the job that you have.
0: Do you remember the first time it clicked for you and you kind of said, I I, I get this, you know, this this is working for me?
1: You know, I noticed I had a, a talent for it in high school and college. And I used to watch the tape. And I noticed I was right. So uh, when I joined my first firm, I was doing option arbitrage. And finally, I told them I could pick stocks. I didn't need to hedge. (laughs) Wow. Just let me pick stocks without hedging. And they allowed me to do it. And it turned out that I just did my thing. And it turned out that was a good decision on their part.
0: Point 72 manages more than $20 billion worth of assets. It's an enormous operation, but despite the size, there's a very intentional effort to maintain a healthy culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the culture I think is uh, collegial. It's high performing. I hold people to high standards. I don't want a mediocre firm. And I think our investment professionals know that. And so uh, it's a firm where I support experimentation. I learn as much from our people as they learn from me. The best ideas of a firm come from within the firm.
0: And you've talked about reinventing the firm several times, even when things are going well. So what drives that?
1: I can't help myself because I'm always looking around the corner, not resting on my laurels, but always thinking about where we need to get to. And yeah, I used to drive my management team crazy because we'd have a great year. And we'd be sitting back. They'd want to celebrate. And I said, no, 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 we got we to fix this. We got to keep moving. And that's the right approach, because you know, the world's changing, and I guess and I, I sort of see where the industry was going and where we what we needed to do to stay in front. And so that's that's the attitude it takes to stay in business for thirty years.
0: point seventy two has hundreds of analysts across the world, and you've expressed a commitment to their development. A lot of hedge funds have different business models. Why is development so central to ours?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, my, my belief is learning never ends. Everybody needs a coach. Tiger Woods has a coach, right? I mean, everybody needs to know what they're good at and what they need to improve on. And uh, so we believe in teaching and we believe in uh, helping people along the way to get to help them accomplish their goals. And I, I feel strongly about that. You know, I describe it as a two-way deal, not a one-way deal. It's not like I pay you, you come to the firm, and you do what you do. I'm committed to your career, too. And I feel that's really important. I want your experience at the firm to be as, however long you're at the firm, to be as positive as possible. And I want people to, you know, whenever they walk away, for whatever reasons they walk away from the firm, to say, what a great experience. You know, it was really fantastic. I learned a lot. They cared about me. And uh, that's important to me.
0: So how do you evaluate that talent, sort of determine, you know, what it is people are good at, what they need help with, and, and what do you think makes people successful?
1: Well, I mean, talent evaluation is hard. I mean, there's no doubt that you're looking for certain intangibles that, you know, drive a successful person. You know, someone who constantly wants to learn, constantly wants to push their goals forward. I mean, you can't. You know, you don't want people just being satisfied and saying, "Oh, you know, I'm okay. I, I'm going to do this every year." It is amazing what people can accomplish if they if they establish goals, you know, and, and kind of stretch goals and really kind of shoot for those goals. And I, you know, th- those are the people I want. You know, we have some of the best professionals in, in the industry. And if I come into a firm like this, I'd be like a kid in a candy store, right? I'd want to talk to them. I'd want to have dinner with them and just kind of pick their brain and try to figure out, you know, what, what makes them tick, what makes them successful.
0: Related to that, you know, I think a lot about how we look for diverse talent. What's your view on why we hire diverse talent?
1: You know, people grow up and have experiences in different ways, and you want to bring that into the firm. You know, having one type of person, I would think, would create a very narrow culture and uh, narrow experiences of what life's about people have climbed mountains they've jumped out of planes they've done all sorts of unbelievable things and you want to bring that together in a firm it's creating sort of a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience that's what a culture is about and um, you know you just don't want to make it sort of this kind of narrow all come from one type of college or one corridor and the U.S. and, you know, because ultimately that's kind of boring. So, you know, we want a vibrant culture.
0: Let's turn to the Academy. So why did you launch Point72 Academy? And, and what have you seen that's encouraged you to grow it?
1: You know, we were hiring from investment banks to be our entry-level analyst. And we started to see that the quality of the analysts coming out of investment banks were starting to decline as people started to go to other industries. They started going to tech and going out to Silicon Valley. And so instead of uh, just sitting there and uh, accepting dilution of our talent, we decided to set up our own academy and and go out and find the best and brightest coming out of university. And uh, and so we're controlling our destiny. And, and these are our future analysts and PMs of the firm. And I know it's working because our PMs really love the talent that's coming out of the academy. We're teaching them the raw skills that they need to be successful. And then, you know, as we talked about with career development, watching them and supporting them along the way so they become full-fledged analysts and, and maybe PMs down the road.
0: So to this audience, you know, the, what is the message on why right now is an interesting or opportune time to start your career in public equities investing?
1: The amount of innovation going on in the world is just incredible. The things that we're talking about, clean energy, the explosion in, in biotech companies, electric vehicles, quantum computing. All this stuff's coming down the pipe, so the industry's dynamic. There's a lot going on. It's exciting, it's dynamic. Every day you wake up and the world's changing. If you're looking for an opportunity to get involved in something where your brain's always on, it's always working, you know you're always engaged, it's exciting. I know my people can't wait to get to work every day. I mean, if you're passionate about markets and passionate about investments, then I can't think of a better job. I mean, that's the way I felt when I started my my career.
0: And how do analysts like this advance in those careers? Or maybe, you know, maybe also talk about just some pitfalls you've seen along the
1: way. It takes a while to develop the skills that um, are required to be really competent and successful. And what you got to watch out for is you got to be patient you know, a lot of times people get seduced by offers from other firms where they sell you the dream. And the reality is, it doesn't always work out. And you've you really hurt your career by being impatient. I mean, the reality is a lot of these people, you know, who are taking jobs with us are in their 20s. They're probably going to live to, based on science today, at least 100. So, You know, a year or two seems relatively, in the whole scheme of things, not that big a deal. And But the whole point is don't short-circuit your career for an opportunity that uh, potentially um, may not be in your best interest long term. I think most people who take that detour would look back and say, yeah, that was a mistake.
0: Steve's success in the industry has opened doors for him to pursue some of his other passions around the arts and sports, and he applies some of the same skills he's built in investing to those passions. Obviously, nobody just starting their investment career is going to have those exact interests, but the skills you build in this industry can apply to other areas of your life and vice versa.
1: Well, it's funny. A lot of the decisions that you make in art or I'm actually, I Imagine that mean baseball and the Mets are not dissimilar from you know what's going on in point seventy two you know we develop internally and we sign players at the Mets and we hire people outside the firm for in different roles and we develop internally at at the firm too you know we we use analytics in both places, so uh, there's a lot of similarities you know obviously I use my eyes and I buy art because, you know, I love it. And, and, uh, you know, it means a lot to me, but I'm using my brain, you know, as you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it as a, as an investment decision too. And, you know, that's a little bit different than buying a stock is there's a, there's passion involved too. You try to keep passion out of your investment decisions. And so it, you do get a little, you know, sort of emotional about a piece of art, but, um, you know, you're still using your brain in a way of trying to figure out is this the right piece? Can you know is this the right moment to buy that? You know, is are there others that might be better? So you're thinking about it, you know it sort of as an investment. You know, if I'm buying a stock, is this the right uh, stock within an industry? Can I perhaps buy a better stock or a better company? And so you know, there's some similarities. They meld into each other, and because I'm involved in all these different areas, they actually make me better. Overall,
0: that's interesting. Over time, you know, what strongly held beliefs of yours have changed in the time you've worked in this business?
1: Wow. Um, That's a good question. I would say I'm much more open to other ideas. And the older I get, the the more I realize, the less I know.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) That sounds strange, but there's so much going on out there. And so I try to expose myself to as much as possible. If I get the opportunity to learn some new things, I like asking lots of questions. And through that interrogation, that's how you learn. And so, you know, I don't mind looking foolish, and I don't mind looking dumb. But over time, I get a little smarter. And that's how it works. That's how you learn. That's how I get involved in all sorts of stuff. I, I keep asking questions, and I would recommend anybody keep asking questions. Don't be afraid to, you know, to look like you don't know anything, because that's the only way to learn.
0: I, I think that's one of the best lessons, probably of the of the whole season that you could have shared. So I appreciate that. What are some of the other habits that help define you?
1: Well, I think I'm tenacious. I um, just drive toward a goal. And, and, you know, if it's not unrealistic realistic goal, then you you shouldn't do it. But if it's a realistic goal, and one that we've explored and said, this makes sense, I'm going to make it happen. That's who I am. And, you know, that's how I go about things. When I decide to get involved, I'm committed. And I don't like doing things halfway. I don't want to make excuses at the end and say, well, I didn't really get involved. and I didn't really care about it that much. I don't want to fail because I didn't really give it my all and so listen I, I bought the Mets right I mean a real challenge right we, we get this is what I call a fixer-upper and it's highly public and it's on the back pages if I succeed I'm a hero if I fail they're going to hate me and you know but I'm highly committed to make this happen can't say that I'm going to be successful at it you know there's a lot of variables I can't control everything but I'm going to give it my all.
0: you shared some some great insights about yourself and about the firm and and just sort of taking it all together to kind of close out for for everybody. What advice would you give yourself starting out or or to someone starting today?
1: What I would say is if you're starting out, find a place that's going to care about you, that's going to mentor you. Just don't go to a place where you're going to sit in a corner and hope it happens because hope is not a strategy. You want to go to a place where there's a plan, that there's people who are gonna watch your career develop, who are going to work with you, that have shown that they've done it before. So it isn't just talk. A lot of firms will just tell you anything you wanna hear, but you know, what is their success in actually developing people? And I would talk to people at the firm and ask for, you know, talk to them because they've lived it, as opposed to just something in your imagination. Because what you're about to go through is what they've been through. And if their experience is good and consistent, um, then probably your experience is going to be the same. So do your due diligence. I mean, it's amazing that people will analyze the stock every which way, but in their own career, they'll make decisions that are really not as well researched. And so I, I would do the work there to make sure that the promises that are being told to you our promises that are real.
0: Well, Steve, thank you for sitting with us today and being a part of this podcast. Really appreciate it.
1: All right. I enjoyed it, Jamie. Good talking.
0: Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, and this is becoming a hedge fund analyst inside .72 Academy. Listen to our entire series to hear from portfolio managers, analysts, and others on the ins and outs of this industry and learn how you can become a part of it. Visit our website at point72.com forward slash academy to learn more about how we are training the next generation of investors.